Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. We had a little bit of a break last week. We didn't have an episode, but we missed you guys. It was good to have that kind of reset and recharge. Um, And the episode before that, we were talking all about dyslexia. So if you haven't taken a listen to that, we highly recommend you listen to it because it was so helpful, so informative. Um, In the couple weeks that that's aired, I've already used a lot of that information. Um, I actually had a parent request an evaluation where dyslexia was one of their main concerns. So that was perfect to be able to use all of that information from Jeanette. So for sure, check that out. But we are back for a very exciting episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So today we have such a fun episode for you. We have two very special guests, Serena Murison and Kylie Jeffrey, who are the founders of PlaySpark Toys, and they're here on the show. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here. Thanks for having us. So we're going to be talking all about green screens and being engaged and effective on the screen, and we're really excited to hear some of their ideas um, and how they've kind of incorporated this over telepractice during this crazy time. So if you guys just want to go ahead and tell us about yourselves and your background and how you know each other also would be fun. Yeah, well, this is Serena talking, and um, I'm a speech pathologist and Kylie is an occupational therapist, and we um, both worked in home health, and we're seeing the same clients in the rural mountain communities of North Carolina, Western North Carolina, like way up in the mountains. And um, I think on my very first day, actually, as a CF, Kylie, this is, you know, years back now, maybe five years ago almost, and um, I walked into one one of my first client's house, and Kylie was there, and she was treating, doing OT, and... um, Kylie, do you remember who I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> and um, it was in, you know, a really early morning session and Kylie was just giving me so much insight on this client. And um, we just realized like, oh man, you know, we could probably co-treat together because this was just a really involved case. And um, from from that point on, we, we realized we actually had a lot of other clients in common. You know, we would start to realize like, wait, are you seeing? Oh yeah, me too. And are you seeing? And so we just started co-treating and, you know, from there, we kind of became work wives. And every time we had something, one thing Love happening it. with one client, you know, I would call Kylie or she would call me. And that's awesome. I love that. I was, I worked in an outpatient um, clinic like a year ago and I worked really closely with OTs and they were my favorite people in the entire universe. I learned more from them than I feel like I even did in grad school. It's crazy the amount of things that I either observed them doing or that they requested that I start implementing into my sessions for sensory needs and even fine motor stuff, things like that. And I love, love co-treating with OTs. I think it's so important, especially for little kids. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we would co-treat all the time and um, it was super helpful just to kind of see each other's backgrounds and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think OT and SLPs are really the perfect complement. Definitely. Um, and so, so yeah, that's how we met. We, we just were co-treating and working in um, our little mountain town and um, we just became friends that way. I think we met in a driveway. <laughs> we did. We met in a driveway. <laughs> Actually, Kylie, I feel like when our friendship truly started was your car ran out of gas and there wasn't a gas station um, very nearby, but I happened to have a can of gas at my house um, and Kylie knew I was going to be there, you know, within the next 15 minutes and she had texted me like, I got to this house, but I don't think I can leave because I don't have any gas. So I brought her lawnmower gas and I felt like from that moment, it was like, okay, we're, we're, we're meant to be friends, right? (laughs) That's it. No shame. (laughs) Well, you don't want to get left at one of your clients houses. Oh no, especially. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, that's not a good start to the day. (laughs) No. And truly when we're saying rural mountain town, we're meaning like we're on the, we're on the tip of a mountain, you know, and sometimes there's no service and you 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 better have gas. That's important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That sounds like a lesson learned on Kylie's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. For sure. sure. (laughs) So can you guys tell us a little bit about PlaySpark Toys and how it kind of came about and why you decided to start the company? Yeah. So this is like the most this is the most serendipitous, bizarre story, truly. So Kylie and I are both very creative and, you know, becoming work besties. We, we always were talking about, you know, what if there were toys that were OT and SLP designed and we could use them in our practice. And there's this thing in our, in our city called the big crafty, which is this big craft event. And Kylie and I like viewed this as like, you know, if we get into the big crafty, you know, we have made it. So we actually started to collaborate on making a logo and just kind of brainstorming all the time about this, like, you know, getting to the big crafty and making a logo and making a company. And um, this was all before COVID, right, Kylie? Yeah, before COVID. Like, right before Yeah, before COVID. before COVID. But we actually had nothing in mind. It was just like this no. intense drive where suddenly we were like, we are going to get to the big crafty by next Christmas. So we need to get we need to get a logo. We need to do all these things. And we were so intense about it. You know, before COVID, we were meeting on Zoom and talking about our logo and just like so excited about this like craft event. (laughs) And, um, but then what happened was um, I started using green screen on a whim by taping construction paper behind me and um, using it in these telesessions because COVID happened. And um, of course I was keeping Kylie updated the whole time. And I realized once I started posting into the speech therapy groups about what I was doing with green screen, that this, this hadn't happened before mm-hmm. and no one was doing this. And so it just kind of created all of this momentum. So I, t- I convinced Kylie to try and do it. And Kylie, you can kind of explain your feelings on that. Yeah, I, at first I was just like, well, I see that that's cool, Serena. Like, I'm glad you're passionate about this, but like, this isn't going to work for me. Like I'm an OT, I'm hands-on, like mm-hmm. it doesn't work for OT. And so I was just like, <laughs> super. I, I just kept sending you videos every day. I'd be like, but look at this, Kylie, look at this floating koala. And like, I would try, <laughs> I to, love it. You know, I would try and show <laughs> Kylie things. Um, and I don't know what was the breaking point. I think you might've had a difficult client, but mm-hmm. she tried it. And once Kylie realized that as an OT, that there was a lot of success in using the green screen, then I remember this so well. It was a Saturday afternoon and I called Kylie and I was like, listen, and hear me out. PlaySpark Toys makes green screens. They make green screen kits for the therapists because 
I looked online every day to find, I bought so many different green screens, but none of them were doing the thing that I wanted them to do because they weren't designed for interactive therapy. Right. You know, they didn't make things disappear with a pocket. They didn't have floating objects. All of that stuff didn't, there was no kit. So I really wanted a kit. I mean, I searched Etsy, green screen distance learning kit, green screen distance learning kit. This concept just, there was nothing to buy. So I called Kylie and I was like, what if we made this and I think I think we had no clue honestly no clue. <laughs> I think we talked on the phone for five hours like yeah. <laughs> five hours no we did it was intense and we were like what could we make it out of what are we gonna do and then like we we're I feel like we we're that day was manic. honestly manic because I was so intense I, I was like the second we hung, no I stayed on the line with you I was like you're staying on the phone with me as I get to Lowe's I have an idea maybe we could buy a carpet and the carpet would be a green carpet and the carpet <laughs> would be sticky and I'm like facetiming Kylie in Lowe's and I'm like this is carpet and it's green I bought the carpet, I brought it home. Like, no, it didn't work. Nothing didn't work. worked. I don't even know what got us to the belt because it seriously, it was like trying to figure out, I felt like rocket science. Like what could we do to actually make was. this hit? But that's awesome though. Cause you had an idea and you just like went for it. And that's amazing. I think that's so cool. It was yeah. really like an act of God because I really, yeah. like, it was like a universe intervention because we had no idea what we were doing, but we just felt like we must complete this goal, which is to make a green screen distance learning kit. And I mean this with all sincerity. Our, our vision was not like, we're going to make so much money on this kit. Like we're going to start a business. No, it was like, we are, we're going to make a distance learning kit that's effective and will help right. therapists. And we really had, I think in our mind, we would sell 50. We literally bought materials. We were like, is this going to break our banks? Like, are we going to sell right. 50? Like anything from this? Is it okay? Yeah. We were oh so stressed God. about buying materials for 50 kits because we're on therapy budgets, you know, and we're right. pediatric home health. So, you know, we're, we're, we're careful. So right. we were like, this is going to be like a thousand dollars. And we were like, are we going to spend that much money? Like, this is crazy. Like what I'm, we kept saying, like, you know what, if, if we, if we wasted a thousand dollars, we'll give them to friends, we'll send them to people oh. and it'll be, it'll be done. And like, we were stressed. I remember the night Kylie and I made the first 50 kids and we're like, what if these don't sell? What if we just wasted money? Oh but it's so funny because in one day they were gone. They were, they yeah. were sold out in two hours. I we was just going to ask how long it took for it to gain momentum then. Instantly. That's amazing. What a cool feeling though, with this awesome <laughs> idea that you guys grew and then it just sold so quickly like that. That's awesome. So you guys pack them like in your house. You don't have we like- We make every single make everything. piece of this kit by hand. Every single piece we make every single piece. So it's like hand cut, hand hand pressed. Can I ask about the time commitment? Like, have you guys, I, I just feel like it sounds like so much. Honestly, (laughs) I, I, and and Kylie and I are going to write a blog that explains what we've been through because I think we can accomplish anything because truly, first of all, Kylie and I had um, at the time that this all started, a very full caseload on telehealth, mm-hmm. very full. And we did not expect and did not anticipate, like we made the, we made the website unlimited. So we didn't even right. set, like, we didn't say we had 50 kids. We said unlimited because if more sold than 50, then we would make a, we were thinking like maybe 60 will sell. How can we be sure? How could right. we possibly know? You know, it could be 60, it could be 40, you know, we'll just say unlimited. Cause we did not understand Wow. the desperation and the, the need, need the right. need and the, and the inspiration that my videos started to this, this attention, we just did not know. 
Right. So what happened? What happened, Kylie? <laughs> we call it. It was. It was a great time, but we <laughs> referred to it was as it <laughs> the dark period. <laughs> It was really hard. It was, we just, I mean, at one point, I think we had like 600 active orders that we needed oh to fulfill. Kylie, it was so much more than 600. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you mean like <laughs> in one night, in one night, because oh. every day, uh, I feel so, I want to go back and like shake me and be like, put a limit on the website. <laughs> Why are you letting thousands of these? So we've ended up selling thousands of them now. Wow. But the thing is, we were constantly, we were, we were literally not sleeping. When you say like time commitment, this was a 50 hour job a week each right. plus our caseload. Oh so gosh. there was no sleep. I lost like 13 pounds. Oh <laughs> I was my so, gosh. but we were, it was honestly like we had to do it. Yeah. We felt, right. we felt like it was our calling. Like literally it was like Definitely. a fine intervention. We Absolutely. had to complete the task. Like we, we just and, had to. And yeah. Wow. Everyone thought we were insane. Literally every family member, every person. Because and we, I think they are. still kind of do. They still kind of do. They're but like, you how are you created something that like the SLP world is obsessed with and mm -hmm. uses frequently, which I think is so cool. Um, I guess, could you tell us how SLPs, especially in OTs, are using it specifically? Because I know you guys have some of those like free backgrounds and things like that. But with your kids, what are some of the ways that we're using those? Okay, so from the SLP perspective, um, I, you know, there, there's a Facebook group that mm -hmm. Kylie and I uh, are admins of, and it's called Green Screen Speech Therapy Distance Learning, which has now yeah. been expanded into OT, PT, behavioral health, and a ton of elementary school, preschool it. teachers, everybody. <laughs> you know, the group has 22,000 members now, and they're active. You know, the, it's a pop-in group. And what I have seen is this method, once you start it as a speech therapist and OTs are starting to generate, they're, trying, they're starting to lean in this direction, but once mm -hmm. you start doing green screen activities, especially with those preschool age and early school aged kids, they are so attentive and locked in that you don't necessarily need boom cards and screen right. sharing and website websites and all of the things that we were relying on before green screen once you start doing it you realize like it is the closest possible way to be in person with your client so for instance these floating characters these are toys and they you know they interact with each other and we go into imagination adventures you know we enter a boat we go i mean it's true imaginative play where your kid mm -hmm. can have a say. So when my kid says that they want to feed Godzilla, I quickly pull up a picture of Godzilla. Anything that you can make a picture of, it becomes your background and your kid has control over what's happening versus boom cards where, I mean, I can't create that Flip. for you. Right. There, right. Isn't, there isn't a way for me to get to um, a Legoland right now. I mean, I'd have to go purchase that boom card and have it prepared, but the spontaneity oh. of green screen is kind of what changed the course for, I think, SLPs. And from the OT perspective, Kylie can tell you what's been happening with the OTs. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's it's been similar. Um, I think that my dog is barking right now, of course. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, no worries. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it just felt like the most similar thing to in-person as possible. You know, I pride myself on being very, like, play-based and, um, you know, I just felt like we were actually playing and, um, I don't know. It was really cool to like have that feeling again um, and yeah. being able to play with clients. Definitely. No, I love that. I, I think it, Kylie, like you said, it's, it lets you interact with the child so much more like you both said. And um, I think that's what really sets it apart 
versus all of these other online things that we have going because there's a million of them and it's really hard to sift through. But having, you know, something digital that you can quickly pull up so quickly is so good. And I know that so many people are using it. Yeah. The nice thing about that too is you can um, kind of like cultivate your therapy plans or experiences based on their interests at like, so say we're really into Minecraft. That's great because now we can quickly pull up a Minecraft background and whatever. So I love that you can kind of tweak it to, um, their needs and interests because that's so important too. even with the older students. I know. um, Oh, that is so true. Kylie, like for instance, your client who was really into Mozart, you know, our kids, Kylie and I both specialize with ASD populations and the green screen for them was everything because so many of my kids, they were not interested in an app on the iPad. They were not interested in anything except for the things that hold their interest and attention. Mm-hmm. And for, for some of my kids, that is the inter workings of a dishwasher. So I might have the picture, a picture of a dishwasher and you know, we might be revealing different parts of it as we work on different goals. Or for Kylie, I know she had a client who loved <laughs> Mozart. Yeah, yeah. My oh. cl- my client just had this really huge crush on Mozart and she was really hard to reach. She was in middle school and, you know, like I put Mozart up behind me and I was cool, you know, <laughs> like it's love that. I was in. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It was just a different way to bond really. And like, and it just mm-hmm. felt a lot more natural. And, um, I felt back in my groove. Didn't you Serena? Like Yes. Honestly, I was so out of my groove. I have never felt more off kilter or off my center as a therapist than I did from March 20th until like whenever I I finally taped those things to my wall and started green screen because I wasn't, I was doing a different kind of therapy, but it wasn't what my families were used to. And Mm -hmm. it it definitely wasn't what I was used to. So every day I felt like I was stepping into a job that wasn't really mine. And then the green screen, this is kind of what's you know, catapulted me into sharing. And, you know, I'm not a big, honestly, before this, now I feel like I'm on social media 24 seven, but before this, I was never on. And I, I had never shared a video in any speech therapy group ever. But once I did this, you know, I, I saw my kids for a few days and I saw their reaction to the green screen. And I was like, if I don't share this with the speech therapy group, I I'm holding in like the biggest secret mm-hmm. ever. They have to know you so that they to, can try right? it because I'm sure they're struggling like I am. And, mm-hmm. um, sure enough. Yeah, they were. And this has kind of changed the game a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go back to you guys talking about, um, how you kind of started your friendship through co-treating. So mm-hmm. can you guys talk just a little bit about the importance of the SLP OT collaboration? And um, as far as telepractice goes, do you guys still co-treat through telepractice or is that kind of like too much going on? We haven't co-treated um, in telepractice just because I think, especially with co-treating, like the guidelines are just very, you know, vague. Murray, yeah. Murky, murky. And, yeah, and so there's been no like, clear-cut direction with co-treating over telehealth, um, at least in our state. And so we have collaborated, um, but we haven't co-treated in the mm-hmm. virtual space, which is sad. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've shared green screen activities and um, shared- we kind, of, we kind of co-treated and when we shared a family, we might um, you know, have a text exchange where Kylie's in the text, I'm in the text and mom's in the text and we're working on mm-hmm. parent coaching together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're- um, you know, we might have a convers- a phone call even with a parent and Kylie and I are both on the line, but not direct treatment, no. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And, 
you know, I think I miss that because I think that Me too. the OT SLP collaboration is so important just because we're, we're counterparts. And, you know, I think that like with OT's sensory knowledge and OT's knowledge about regulation and just kind of pushing through tasks. Honestly, um, Kylie, even like think about, um, you know, we, sh we shared a lot of kids who were just early eye gaze AAC and mm -hmm. I did not even know about head positioning, not truly, and about tone and how mm -hmm. to position a child's head so that we can have the best eye gaze and the most, the highest accuracy. But right. co-treating with Kylie, she would come in and say like, the reason this isn't working is because, you know, they have high tone on this side. You need to twist their head. We need to angle. We need to prop them, put her on the beanbag. And then, and then we would get a hundred percent accuracy. And I would realize. And oh our SLP gosh. brains are like. Phew. Yeah, <laughs> because I truly did not. I mean, there yeah. were so many just for positioning alone with mm -hmm. AAC for my kids who really were in a wheelchair and really needed, they needed me to understand where their body needed to be so that they could communicate. And Kylie would just step in and show me. And then uh, from my perspective, I would tell Kylie, like, you know, did you know that they can answer reading comprehension questions? And she would say like, what? Like, okay, and right. like yeah, like she, <laughs> she understands reading comprehension questions as long as like we're in this position that you put us in. Now we can reach our fullest potential. And those light bulb moments made us want to co-treat all the time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you guys will again soon. So are you still hundred percent over telepractice? Yeah. Both of yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Mostly. So Same. hopefully soon <laughs> it'll be, it'll yeah. be a little different, but who knows? Uh, we keep on saying like maybe this spring, maybe this summer, right. it, it seems like, you know, originally it was like, it's come August, then it'll be returning. And then North right. Carolina Medicaid said September 30th. And now it's indefinitely keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially so, as cases continue to rise and we just right. have so many medically fragile kids. So. Right. So do you guys, um, just cause I'm curious, do you guys use your green screen with all of your kids, like of all ages and all disabilities and, um, like some of the more physically impaired kids and things like that. And maybe talk a little more about that. Cause I'm really interested in that. I feel like the only green screens I've used is really like with my preschoolers. I haven't really implemented it with my older kids or some of my more intense needs kids. Um, so I'd love to hear about that. Kylie. Uh <laughs> yeah, so I, I see kids of all ages, so okay. zero to 21, and um, I always have my green screen up, and, you know, even as simple as you see Serena, she's an office behind her, like, mm -hmm. I think it's been, even if I'm just using it for an office space, mm -hmm. I like that it just creates that boundary, like, we are yeah. in my office, we're not necessarily, like, in my house. My house, see, yeah. You know, all these different things, so that's really nice, and um you know, I think for, for older clients, you know, the magic isn't necessarily there. Like it's not the mm -hmm. same as with preschoolers, um, but it's just such a great educational tool. So mm -hmm. you can demonstrate things, you can show concepts. Mm -hmm. um, I've done, I've done green screen with a lot of medically fragile kids. So mm -hmm. um, kids with vision impairment. So um, just pulling up a black background and some different um, high contrast pictures. Um, mm -hmm. It definitely takes a little bit more out of the box thinking, but um, you're able to use it definitely. So like, for instance, I just pulled up this page here behind me, which is, you know, my same in different cards. And for some of my older kids who are working on like complex, complex descriptions of how mm -hmm. of similarities and differences, working on Venn diagrams and trying to find things that are similar and are different. I mean, you can, you can do anything with just a green screen it. Yeah, I love and that. just display it and have, and be able to point 
Literally, mm -hmm. this is it. Like the fact that I can use my index finger and look at my object and look I back and that. touch it and look back and do that joint attention with my kid that I can't right. do that. On, I cannot do that on a boom card mm -hmm. at all. I mean, it's not possible because I'm using a cursor to point, right. which just changes things a little bit. Even if you do change your cursor to look like a hand, it's not truly me pointing and it's not that real time engagement. And my kids would rather do this with the, on, me on, on a green screen and working on which pizzas are the same and different. It, so much more than me screen sharing this and annotating around it. It just changes the dynamic of the learning. So mm -hmm. I, I don't have as many older kids like Kylie, but literally every kid. And I think that's screen. so cool because I think people initially think green screen for like play and like popping things out of places and moving them all around, which is awesome and so much fun. But mm -hmm. um, for some of those older kids that we have on our caseload too, I, I haven't really thought about it as much, but that would change up my therapy so much. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even reading, even reading words or simple sentences. If you have kids who are working on reading, I love working on my reading yeah. sentences by just typing this up, taking a screenshot mm -hmm. and then putting up a sentence and we can talk about CBC words. We can talk about, yes. um, you know, who, where were the names, where were the nouns? There are so many things that you can work on with the green screen that just might increase your kids attention. I think, awesome. I think too, with older kids, you can think about like, um, community uh, simulation, like bringing yeah. a kid inside of a grocery store. Um, you know, that's something that like, I would love to do in my sessions. Like I would say, Hey, let's meet at Trader Joe's or Hey, let's meet here. Um, yeah. but can't do that right now. And so, um, I've, just, I have some pictures of us in a car and then a sidewalk, you know, what do we have to do? We have to look both ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then just going through the different sequence of the grocery store, like who do we need to ask help? And mm -hmm. um, just kind of walking through that and just practicing that virtually. It's really fun. Totally. That's awesome. And also you guys, you know, reading books, like if you were going to pull up a book that you're reading with, you know, this could go all the way to more complex books, but anything that you're working on with inferencing, um, emotional awareness, you know, predictions, so many things that you can do by pulling up a familiar book. You know, we, we were just doing this week where the wild things are and talking about how he might feel and working on pragmatic social skills. Um, so there, green screen is limitless, truly. I have a couple of adults on my caseload actually that are post-stroke, so aphasia, and I'm, my wheels are turning with this and I'm like, how cool would it be? Like Kylie, you just said to put them in the grocery store and then mm -hmm. simulate, okay, how would you ask for where the cereal is or where would you find the apples and just things like that, that would make it so interesting because the sessions with my adults are pretty dull right now, to be honest with you, because it's just yeah. us talking and it's like black and white worksheets. And I feel like that would be so cool to do mm -hmm. with them. And I never really thought about that. So I think that's a really good, really good move. <laughs> yes. So I wanted to um, just tell you guys this because it's kind of weird. And we were talking about serendipitous things. My aunt is a SLP in New York City and has been for 36 years. So she's like very seniored wow. in her um, career. And she texted me this morning and she said, hey, have you ever used a green screen? And I said, <laughs> I haven't, but oddly enough, we're interviewing the founders of PlaySpark Learn Toys um, who started the green screen movement during shutdown and super excited, blah, blah, blah. My point is, she said... I've been using it for a while now. Who says you can't teach an old goat new tricks? And then she said, I love it. My kids absolutely love it. It makes therapy so much more fun. And I was like, 
that's a sign. That's Mm -hmm. so weird that you just happened to text me today when we were having this awesome conversation with you guys. So I also think my point is, I think it's very cool that it seems to be um, kind of like multi-generational too, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not all of these like new CFs and millennial SLPs that are just using this and she also mentioned the Facebook group. She was like, I'll add you. It's so great. So oh my I just gosh, wanted that's to our of, group. I know. I wanted to shout you so guys funny. out because that's so cool. You know what's so funny about that, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Truly, I, I, and I think Kylie and I can both agree on this. The majority of the people who have purchased the kit are not young CFs. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say 90% of them are SLPs who have been doing this for years. And the reason why is because this is so similar to real life therapy. And we, it, rather than thinking of it as it's a, you know, old dog, new tricks, it's like giving us something familiar that we can easily pick up on right away. And it just feels like home again, versus I think the the real new tricks would be trying to figure out all of the websites, all of the apps, the screen sharing, the technology, making sure that your mic is on for videos that you're sharing. All of that can kind of be put on pause and you can just go into the green screen world and it's almost like as if we're just together. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's learning just like one thing, like one technique versus learning a ton. And all so, these other things. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, right now I just saw you guys have 20% off or something for November. Is that right? Yes. Yay. So where can we find you or where could our listeners find you? So we're at www.playsparktoys.com. Um, and so you can check out our website and then the, the group is called um, Green Screen Speech Therapy. And so um, we're the moderators of that too. Awesome. I love it. Well, anything else, you guys? I think that was all of our questions for you. Anything else you want to shout out or tell us about green screens or anything like that? Just stay tuned because we have so much more to share and so many I'm more so activities. Excited. I mean, we we literally, we, we just call it the, the light bulb note list because mm-hmm. we have so many light bulb ideas. And if we had thousands of years, we would, you know, just, we would never stop. We have so many That's ideas awesome. and um, follow our Instagram and join our mailing list because these, these activities that we do share, this is a vitally important piece I don't think we've said yet is they're all free. So, you know, when we make virtual backgrounds, we want everybody to use them. We, you don't have to purchase anything or join the subscriber list. You can right. download anything from our TPT page. If you visit our TPT page, everything is free on there or our website, all of our free downloads. They're, they're there so that people will get started and find a little comfort. So they're for you guys. So go join and that's it. Right, Which Kylie? We've, we've said before, I think on our Show. We are just so floored at how amazing like the SLP community has been during this time because so many of us are just coming together and giving each other these resources and these ideas because we all need them. Whereas I feel like it used to be you had to buy this on TPT or you had to buy this from somewhere. Um, but I feel like everyone is just being so gracious and so wonderful with helping one another. Um, and I think if nothing else, that's something good that's come out of this whole pandemic is just kindness towards others. So I think that's great. And thank you guys for giving all of us that. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks guys. 
Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. Thank you again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And don't forget to check out our website, letstalkaboutspeech.com. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. And then Rachel and I also have an email for the podcast, let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Email us with questions, suggestions, or if you or someone you know wants to be interviewed on the podcast, we are always loving to learn from new people and we would love to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.